0: Welcome into tonight's episode of Double X Sports, Blaze Radio's only show that features women talking women sports. I'm Casey Demarest alongside my co-host Lauren Hornberger and here's what's in store for tonight's show. The U.S. Open is winding down. We'll have an update on the Paralympic Games. We'll check in on ASU Fall Sport. How are the WNBA teams looking for a push to the playoffs? Plus, Tweets of the Week
1: and our Women Warrior. Plus, Tweets of the Week, Lauren got that. All this and much more coming up on Double X Sports. This starts right now. Welcome into Double X sports, another week here, another week of women's sports, and oh man, do we have some stuff to talk about. So much stuff to talk about. Yes, a lot of stuff that has happened today, Yeah. in the last few hours, so we're going to jump right into it. We talked about this last week, the U.S. Open, Um, we're on week two here, and let's just kind of recap up until today. You don't want to break the headline? Let's lead up to the headline. All right, lead up to the headline. Okay, so last week we talked about how Serena Williams looking for that uh, record-breaking Grand Slam wins. She did end up getting it um, in the fourth round, so she now holds the record for most Grand Slam match victories of any man or woman in tennis, which is huge. That's insane. That's an incredible record to hold like you can't really get much higher than that we always talk about how serena's got more
0: records to break but i think that pretty much stops it yeah like does she have any more to break at
1: this point well yes true yes we'll get there other things that happened in the last week in the fourth round venus lost in the fourth round which was um pretty surprising to me um i i I predicted earlier, uh, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I predicted that it was going to be Venus Serena. Venus was looking some of her best ever in this uh, beginning of the U.S. Open, and then she lost in the fourth round. Um, so moving into the semis, which happened today, we had Serena Williams versus Carolina Pliskova. And upset alert, Serena lost. Serena lost. How? Oh. She lost... After a tiebreaker that like she, so she uh, tied it up. It was, everyone was on their feet, ready to go. Double faults during match point. Serena loses to number 10, Carolina Pliskova. 6-2 7-6, uh, in five. Um, probably one of the more stunning upsets of her career. A couple of I mean, this is just, this happened within the last couple hours, and there's a lot coming out about this. Um, One... According to Jen McManus, a reporter for ESPNW who is at the U.S. Open right now, Serena Williams' coach um, said that she injured her knee in the win over Halep last Wednesday um, and that she was affected by the uh, left knee, that's the one that she injured, um, and that reaching the semifinal was a really good result, but of course they're still upset about it. This is the second year in a row that Serena has lost in the semifinals of the U.S. Open trying to go for that number of uh, now she's on 23 Grand Slam, but last year was trying to go for number 22. It was going for the calendar year Grand yeah. Slam 2 last year, which is what made it worse. So this is still the only record she hasn't broken, and she keeps trying to go for at the U.S. Open. And one of, what used to be one of her best tournaments, she can't seem to get that power anymore. It is at the end of the tennis playing
0: season because it is the last like Grand Slam to play yes. in. Um, and she's also been battling injuries all season, so I mean, the fact that the knee injury piled on top of that shoulder yeah. injury—it's you can only handle so much at once, right? And it's like she can she can play; her body's just not able to last the season because she is getting older
1: now. She is, and that's a good point to bring up. A little bit about- a little bit about Pliskova, because not I hadn't heard about her really before. Um, she'd never been to the second week of a Grand Slam before this. Fourth person to beat both Serena and Venus in the same Grand Slam, and she's the first Czech woman to reach the U.S. Open final since 1993, uh, since Helena Sukova did it. So, and she said in an interview that she's not sta- uh, that when she um, she always knew she had a chance to beat anybody, and she did. She beat. Serena Williams. Serena Williams.
0: To go on to the final. Final will consist of the winner of Carolina or Caroline Wozniak and Germany's Angelique Kerber. That's going on right now. Yes. That's in the process of happening. So we'll have a score update on that later in the show. Moving on off of tennis... The Paralympics started today. Yes, they did. They're in Rio right after the Olympics. Um, we have a couple of Arizona locals competing down there. Uh, just to get things started, though, day one's been pretty good for the U.S. Um, the U.S. women's wheelchair basketball team beat France in the opening round 93-37. <laughs> women's basketball in the Olympics, the Paralympics. It's a continuous theme. Women's U.S. women's basketball, period. they are dominant. Yep. Uh, They broke two U.S. records, most points scored in a game, and largest margin of victory. um, That's just under 60 points that they won by. No big deal or anything. Uh, Moving on. Other people, we have a couple medals already happening down there for the U.S. Uh, First-time Paralympian Jamie Whitmore won silver in the 3,000-meter individual pursuit, which is track cycling. Megan Fisher won bronze in the C4 3,000-meter individual pursuit. Um, C4, those kind of things are their classification classifications Um, Sean Morelli won gold in the C4 3000 meter individual pursuit Samantha Bosco won bronze in the C5 3000 meter individual pursuit Jessica Long won silver in the 400 meter freestyle swimming this is her 18th Paralympics medal that's huge you want to talk Michael Phelps status Jessica Long. Yeah, and then Rebecca Myers winning the last medal, most recent medal for the U.S. Mm-hmm. She took gold, and she broke a world record in the 100-meter butterfly. Um, so
1: that's how things are going. They're The women, U.S. women are kind of dominating right now. Kind of. As the Olympics. So, you know, just... Casual, same thing. Being awesome.
0: Uh, also, just somebody to watch for at a local standpoint. Alyssa Seely, ASU alum, trains here in Phoenix. She is competing in the Paratriathlon, which is the first time this event has happened. Um, they swim for 750 meters, they bike for 20 kilometers, and it's a 5K run. So that's it. She's uh, she holds world records in the sport. Um, trains right here in Phoenix, and she used to go to ASU she yeah. won- she ran uh triathlon there before she was injured she had a she had one of her legs amputated and she was a brace on the other one but i mean she's killer you got to watch out
1: for her when she comes into her event she's going to take gold great Predicting prediction it. yeah hey great we'll prediction. be looking out for her in this next coming week and all the other uh paralympics the paralympics go until september 18th so definitely keep an eye out for that cuz they're doing awesome we'll so we'll have far. more on it next week too oh yeah for sure. Moving hey, on. Soccer. So, oh, U.S. soccer. We talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, we gave you an update on uh, Hope Solo situation. We're going to give you a li- little bit more has come out um, about that since we last talked. Um, the coach has for the U.S. women's national team, Jill Ellis, has come out and kind of openly talked about Hope Solo leaving. Um Pretty much what she said is that it was for the sum total of actions. Which is what we have been hearing on this We have been hearing, but we hadn't had it confirmed yet. Um, So they are saying that it was not just for the situation at the Olympics, not just for her stance on equal pay, not just for her her, um, controversies, scandals that she's had. It's kind of for everything. Um, Other things that... Um, so yeah, Ellis just kind of came out there, said that there's been off-the-field distractions. Uh, Federation has now taken action. Um, each time action has been taken, there's been clear an expectation that that would be the last time, and never happened, things kept happening. So kind of an update in that. Doesn't look good for Solo Forever piecing that relationship back together, especially after this.
0: Um, She had her contract terminated. It's over.
1: Yeah, but like, there's never going to be any relationship. Well, Ellis went on to say they're just looking forward
0: and preparing for the World Championships in 2019 because they have to develop goalkeepers now. They do. Uh, They have strong goalkeepers down in the system like in the Women's Soccer League, National Women's Soccer League Um, so they'll figure it out. They also um other news coming out from soccer. Megan Rapinoe, yes, taking a stand. You guys have heard about Colin Kaepernick sitting during the national anthem. Megan Rapinoe, uh, taking a knee during the national anthem in a game about a week ago, and then last night or the night before, uh, she went down. She plays for the Seattle Range. She went to Washington D.C. to play the national to play the Washington Spirit, and the owner down there wasn't going to have it. He was like, "You." Our, he, they came out in a statement and said we don't mind that she's doing that but not in our venue so they didn't even give her a chance to kneel during the national anthem they played the national anthem with the players not even on the field yep. they came out and apologized saying you know it's, it's a way for um, athletes to honor their country before the game but if there's going to be people out there like it kind of ruins it for everybody and because they are in Washington D.C. it's a veteran owned team yeah they don't want to offend anybody especially in D.C.
1: They said that rather they would rather alter their pregame ceremonies than, quote, subject our fans and friends to disrespect we feel such an act would represent. That was it. And, I mean, as an athlete, you do get that podium
0: where you can go out and, you know, do your thing. Exactly. We've seen it in WNBA with um, the Black Lives Matter movement. You've seen it with Swin Cash. And other WNBA players have been pretty outspoken on that. Um, and for Megan Rampano to come out um, on that, um, it just kind of shows... Um, you know, they gauge that athletes, they have this platform, basically, and they can use it to preach however they want, and they're a center of influence because they are, you know, role models, they are figureheads in this country, um, but I, I think it was just interesting that the Washington Spirit owner just shut it down right away, you know, we're not having it.
1: It is. We'll see if this is something that maybe other teams um, end up doing. You mm-hmm. never know. This is something that we could see a pattern out of these uh, protests that we're seeing. So we'll keep an eye out on that. We're going to move on to a little bit of ASU news here and go into volleyball. They played in the
0: Iowa tournament last weekend. Um, they went 2-1 and one on the weekend. They beat Butler on Friday 3-2, to two, lost to Iowa and they beat Oakland on Saturday, 3-2. So they pushed to five sets in both of their wins. They're back in action tomorrow um, in the LBSU Baden Invitational. Um, They will play Pepperdine
1: tomorrow and Harvard on Saturday. Yeah, and in that game against Oakland, um, we had kind of a standout Uh, Player come out for ASU, Lexi McLean, sophomore outside hitter. She had a career day. She finished with 23 kills, which is 10 better than her previous career best. So she just killed her best record. Yeah, crushed it. Um, On .375 attacking, which is also a career high. Um, So she just had a record day um, and really was one of the keys to winning that game for them. Pearson also had a career high
0: in that game, um, 46 assists for her and 13 digs, which were both career highs on that one. So they look in good shape under uh, new head coach, um, Steve Musi. So I'm excited to see what comes of this program. We don't see
1: them in action at home until the end of the month unfortunately, yeah. but
0: I mean they're doing pretty well so far.
1: They are. Four and two. I mean this is a team that's different than the team we've seen in the last couple years because we did lose a lot of seniors. New head coach. It's a lot of changes so I think they're doing really good for the obstacles they've had to overcome in the last couple months. They currently are not ranked Nationally, we
0: saw them in the national rankings last year, but they're not there right now in the
1: ABCA poll, so they're not there, but they might get back there. Well, we are going to talk more ASU volleyball, especially as we come on the next few uh, weeks and as we get closer to that home match. First, to give you a score update in that tennis match we talked about. Um, Carolyn Wozniacki and uh, Kerber Kerber is leading six to four in the first. Uh, after the first set, they're going to start the second set in just a few moments. We'll update you that on the rest in the rest of the show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking
0: all things WNBA. You're listening to Double Exports on Blaze Radio, blazeradioonline.com. Keep it here. Welcome back to Double Exports on Blaze Radio, blazeradioonline.com. I'm Keith Stemmerist alongside Lauren Hornberger. Talk before the break. We're going to talk WNBA. And here we go. WNBA. Playoff push is coming. We have three teams that have already locked up seeds. Minnesota Lynx, they locked up their first place uh, spot when they beat the Sparks earlier this week. Sparks also have a spot clinched. They both went on monumental runs earlier in the season. They were both undefeated until they played each other. And it was actually a really interesting week when that happened. I'm going to backtrack here for a second. uh, Because we didn't talk about much WNBA last week because we had all the Olympic stuff. But, when the Sparks and the Lynx played each other, they had two games in that week. The first game, the Lynx beat the Sparks, and then the Sparks turned around and beat the Lynx. And then, like, the Lynx went on, like, a three-game slide, could not win. The Sparks were on fire. The Sparks, I don't even remember last season, they were struggling. Crandice Parker missed the whole first half of last season. To just rest. Um, but this year, they're killing it between Candice Parker um, and Nneka and uh, I don't even know who else. That whole team is just like the chemistry that is there. Bad point this season. It's fire. If I'm going to put
1: in an early prediction to who's going to win, oh. I'm picking the Sparks. Let's get that down. Early prediction right here. Sparks. That's your final prediction? I'm calling the Sparks, just because this is... Have you watched them play this season there? A
0: little bit. uh, They're unbelievable. The chemistry on the floor there. And, like, the Lynx, like, they're a good team, and they're going to give them a run for the money. And, like, the new playoff format, once we get back into this, the new playoff format is it's the top eight teams. It's not four and four from each conference anymore. And... This playoffs, I'm so excited for playoffs to happen because the matchups they're slated for right now are oh, pretty amazing. Uh, also, besides the Lynx and the Sparks, the Liberty, New York Liberty, have also clinched a spot. So that is what's happening in the playoff race. But that is not all that is happening in the playoff race. Uh, Atlanta Dream are currently in fourth, followed by uh, the Chicago Sky, Indiana Fever, Seattle Storm, and Phoenix Mercury. Just out of playoff contention are the Washington Mystics, Connecticut Sun. The ones that look like they're not going to make it, the Dallas Wings, they're... Lost. They've lost the last eleven games. Yeah, and then the San Antonio Stars are just completely eliminated from contention. They're the only ones that are like
1: they can't pack your come bags, come back. Go home. That. Goodbye.
0: Yep. the San Antonio Goodbye.
1: Stars are six and twenty-three. There's they can't. It's come a back really young team, and they
0: undergo a lot of changes. It's uh, I mean, that's no excuse. Like the Sun are a really young team. Um, they actually traded Kelsey Bone over the summer, who was like one of their most veteran players. They traded her to Phoenix right. in exchange for
1: Jillian Aileen, which is very Courtney Williams. Est- why that would happen like why they would do that
0: right but um, so they did that it's an extremely young roster but if I mean if they can make a push they could potentially knock the Mercury out I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but the Mercury—they're they, in eighth place right now in the rankings, according
1: to this. They've gone three and seven in their last ten games. Like, they really need to pick it up. Yeah, I mean the Mercury are thirteen and seven. The Mystics are twelve and, or 13 and seventeen. The Mystics are twelve and seventeen. Mystics have are on a two-game win streak, whereas the Mercury are on a three-game losing streak. Um, I mean they're not. We thought the Mercury were coming back after the Olympics. They did really well for three games. They got beat by the Sun. And then, well, they won three games in a row and then they lost three games in a row and they just kind of lost all that momentum from the Olympics. So it could have, I mean, The Mystics could knock the Mercury out of place. We still have, um, the regular season goes until September 18th. We still have a week of play. Right, so this week, just some key dates coming up for the WNBA. This week is the WNBA Breast
0: Health Awareness Week. You see all the teams doing their pink outs this week. Uh, September 18th, like Lauren said, end of the regular season. September 21st, the playoffs begin. And September 28th, the 2017 Draft Lottery. The last four place teams get thrown in to... The magical lottery ball machine and they pick out who gets the number one, the number two, and number three, and number four overall drafts and then after that it's just decided based on records and finishing in the postseason. Um, so that's happening. So the Stars are already going to be in the draft lottery. Probably see the Dallas oh, yeah. Wings in that lottery too. Um, Most likely. But when the draft lottery happens it's like bittersweet because you know the season's coming to an end but at the same time it's like let me see those rookies for next <laughs> season. Because the rookies this year
1: have been Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, just imagine what we're going to get next year with the talent coming out of the NCAA. I mean, there's a lot of Most girls Most kind of going the SEC. In, yeah, you there's a lot the of girls being schools. seniors this year that we saw as juniors last year that we were like, oh, my God, how are they only juniors? Yeah. And now they're going to be seniors. I mean, you've got record-breaking players a lot coming out of the SEC and also the Pac-12. Yes. So, we're going to see some really good talent, and like you said, the rookies are doing amazing this year. They're getting swapped all over the place, but they're doing really, really good <laughs> this season. They're doing good wherever they end up. That's right. Well, if that was mostly only
0: the case with like the Phoenix Mercury rookies. Yeah. They gave away all their rookies. I was so upset about that, but I mean, Jillian Aileen isn't even playing this year. Courtney Williams is actually yeah. fitting in really well in the It was the case, probably for the,
1: the best. Speaking of the Mercury, we, kinda, we haven't really talked about this yet, but the Mercury, one thing that we talked about um, during our preview show at the end of last semester is how is Diana Taurasi going to have an impact coming back on this team this year? And hasn't really turned out like we thought it would. I was kind of wondering for your opinion on the Mercury, because the Mercury really aren't having the record that we expected
0: them to they have. They had with a this really team. bad start to the season. That's what I'm going to start as. And then we thought by having the starting five back this was going to be like the mercury season. Like we were, the slogan this year was out for redemption for, as in they were going for championship number four, but it's not looking that way right now. And it's just the chemistry wasn't there, but coming back from the Olympic break, the chemistry was there. So it's just kind of dialing back in and like getting that chemistry back. This is a really talented team. It's, Pretty young team, honestly. Um, but, I mean, this is the year, if they if they want to make another push for the playoffs, this would have been the ideal year. Because you have Diana Taurasi back, you have Penny Taylor back. But now you look at it, Penny Taylor's retiring after the season. Yeah. They re-signed Marta Chargai in, like, the middle of the season. She plays for Spain. Um, so she was a really good, like, re-pickup for them. But they're just kind of all over the place this year. We might, I, I know Phoenix fans hate hearing this about their sports
1: teams, but we might have to wait for next year on this team. I kind of agree with that. I really think this I, is... It's not the, we're not seeing that chemistry and that spark from them that we saw even last year when they were in the playoffs. Like We saw that. They had it. They could have gone... They, they had that spark there where they could have made it to the finals if just a couple of things had been in play. But you're not... Seeing, I mean, we watched them play at a game um right after the Olympic break. And it just they seemed a little bit more together, but they didn't have that spark there's just something missing.
0: They killed it in that game though. They were trailing here. They, really, no, they, they were, were trailing so in the beginning and then it turned into their biggest win all season, like their biggest marginal win over an opponent all season. So, they just honestly, it's just a matter of them like staying healthy because we saw Taurasi take a really hard fall in that game, but it didn't ever result in anything No. Um, but as long as they can stay healthy, keep the chemistry and just make a push for the playoffs, I I wouldn't bank on them making it to the championship, but I I could see them in the semifinals they're going to run into a problem again where they get knocked out by the Lynx or something they're uh, not matched up they might be matched up to play that.
1: or possibly earlier because this is going to be a stacked playoffs I, I don't know if they're playoffs it really is and I mean you put in your early prediction for the Sparks I'm going to put in my early prediction right now I'm saying Lynx you can leave okay. <laughs> the radio room. I'm just kidding. I think... I, I get what you're saying with the Sparks, and I do agree on some levels, but I think the links are going to be added it again. I think they're just too dominant
0: to take them down. I hope it comes down to the links and Sparks in the finals. That would be incredible. Right?
1: Okay. That
2: well, they have
0: buys through the first week anyway, so yeah. they automatically have buys through the first round. So that's what we got on WNBA. We have games coming up this week. We do. Um... It's the last week of games. Uh, teams are making that final push there. Um, last night we had the Seattle Storm-New York Liberty play. The Storm destroyed the Liberty 102-78. to um, And then the Chicago Sky lost to the Washington Mystics. 81-118, uh, to 118. so those are some wow, those were some blowout games tonight, tonight um, you've got the Atlanta Dream and LA Sparks playing that is starting in like two minutes so we'll get a score update on that by the end of the game yep. um, but last night, interesting note, Seattle Storm, New York Liberty game New York Liberty's last home game of the regular season, they had a jersey or they had a retirement ceremony for not a jersey retirement ceremony, but a retirement ceremony for Swin Cash, 15 years in the career 15 years in the league has been like one of the like, mainstay names in the WNBA. She's retiring after this season. Um, so they had a retirement ceremony for her after the game last night. And I think it was a really good night to do it because one of her former UConn teammates, Sue, uh, Sue Bird, was there. She was able to say some words. And, I mean, the garden was just lit up.
1: Yeah. it's There's a lot of... Retirements happening this year. It's I don't want to talk really about hard. To make a mean, catchings. If we're gonna talk about Taylor twentieth twenty of season. Lauren I'm, Jackson. She retired
0: um, at the start of the season, but, but like still okay. But they have like Lauren Jackson Day, like July fifteenth, up in Seattle so cool like sh- they had everybody come out for that and then they had sue bird talk and they were like sue bird was like they told me i had to keep it to this amount of minutes but i don't care I'm, and she just <laughs> took the mic and was like walking around she was like man lauren and like because lauren was our, lauren jackson was like an insanely aggressive player when she yeah. played, like you did not mess with Lauren Jackson when you were on the court. And, like, Super just told all these great stories. I'm really off topic. This, this is just so a, many we talking happening WNBA.
1: This, this is, I mean, we're coming down to the end of the season. We're going to see an era of players leave at the end of the season. And it's, I mean, it's not going to be a totally different WNBA because they'll still be involved in some way. I mean, they're still part of the history of the WNBA. But it's sad to think about how no longer gonna have Tamika Catching so no longer gonna have Penny Taylor all these and how that's gonna like these veterans that these rookies have relied on for so many years how that's gonna affect the WNBA you gotta watch the Lynx as well because they have players
0: that are in their 11-12 seasons so I mean they're getting down the line there too so I wouldn't be surprised if we start hearing some Lynx names come out but anyway that's
1: what we got on WNBA any final thoughts Lauren? No, I mean I, I say links, you say Sparks. Sparks We're putting those in now We'll have our full predictions Once we get closer to the playoffs Coming up next on Double
0: X Sports We'll have ASU Soccer Recap Plus exclusive interview With Jasmine Mater That we got today You're listening to Double X Sports On Blaze Radio BlazeRadioOnline.com Keep it here
1: Welcome into Double X Sports. Just talked WNBA, and now we're going to get back to ASU. We talked about this a little bit last week, and now we're going to finally jump into ASU soccer because it's back. We are into fall sports. Can you believe that? Fall sports. Yes. Woo. Woo. Okay. So, ASU soccer. Here's what you need to know. They are three, one and one so far this season. Um, their first game was up against. Uh, well, they had a San Diego uh, game against San Diego, which is an exhibition game. Started off um, regular kind of season outside of those exhibition games beating boston university at boston university then they tied uh versus boston college and then they won against Loyola chicago so good start there they also beat columbia um here in tempe then we get to that first loss of the season which was last sunday against denver so uh, that was September fourth. So kind of a good start, and then one loss there this last week. That loss was kind of weird though because they had their shots on goal
0: to Denver was were twenty to six. Yeah. yeah. So they're re- they're a really aggressive team. I was out there at practice today. They look really good. They are a really young team this year. Remember we were loaded down with ten or eleven seniors last year.
1: We were worried about that.
0: Right. This they year. have a lot of freshmen on the team, but they also have a lot of juniors and now seniors, and then you have a couple of redshirt juniors, redshirt seniors up there. Um, so, I mean, it is still, it's a good mix of team. It's not like a completely
1: young team, but the program does a really good job of keeping some veterans in there. It does. That's a good uh, point. So they lost at Denver one to Denver 1-3. to One of those people that um, is a junior and stepping up into that leadership role is Jasmine Mater. She's a junior forward from Chandler. Um, up until this season she had four goals and three assists in two seasons, but this season she is leading the team in goals with four goals in the five games they've had. Um, she's just kind of dominating on their shots on goal and being able to make the turn those opportunities into um, goals and points so Casey talked to her today at practice and here's what she had to say what are some of the team's strengths
0: this season
2: um, I think our work ethic is a strength of ours. I think everybody comes out and is ready to work every single day, and I think that makes it makes practice easier and more fun for everybody. You've been having a phenomenal start to the season, so what did you do in the off season to prepare for this year? Um, I ran a lot. I started running in May, and I think that that really put me in like a better mental state than I have been in the past years because I was ready to get out and I was in shape and I was ready to do work. How has your role on the team changed since last season? Last season you guys had a lot of seniors on the roster, you're a little bit younger this year. So, how's your role changed on the team? Um, I think my role has changed in the way of me just being more effective on and off the field. I think last year I was more effective off the field, and I think now, like me telling people, like, "Hey, we need to like work harder." Like they understand because like I'm also working hard, and it helps the whole team.
0: You mentioned you started running back in May um, just to condition that kind of thing. Are there any other contributors to what's
2: propelling you to success this season and the team? Um, just like my family, like I just want to do really well for us, like I'm from here and so I like that I only have two years left of soccer and I really want to do well for everybody that comes out and supports me.
0: You guys had a tough match
2: on Sunday, how's the team taking away from that and coming into this weekend's matches? Very well, we talked about it, put it behind us and now we're ready to come out. That was Jazz Marie Mader with ASU Soccer. Uh, again,
1: Casey talked to her this morning at practice. They're getting ready for their next game. It's a U of A tournament in Tucson this weekend versus San Francisco on Friday. And then they play Northern Illinois on Sunday. Um, couple things that she mentioned about that i mean we really i said before we played that interview that she only had four goals in two seasons now she has four goals in the five games we played so far this season and really she talked about what she did this off season it seems to really worked. That she's conditioning more which yeah is letting her um
0: play longer on the field and i mean running's a big part of soccer
1: yeah, and I think it's definitely helped her a lot. I mean, we're seeing the noticeable changes here um, so far. Anything that you had to add uh, about her and this team? They looked really good at practice today. I said that earlier, but, I mean, I got there. I was there for about the last
0: 20 minutes of practice or so and just kind of watching them. Um, they look like they're clicking really well in their drills, um, and they're just running basic passing drills, but they look good. I'm excited to watch them play this weekend. We'll have an update on the U of A tournament next week on our show yes
1: we will I'm excited too I think you know we talked last season about how this is gonna be this, this was the season for them and then didn't really happen they had that terrible month of losses and everything and it just was really hard to like uh, for them with all those seniors but I think they're going to make a good run for it this season definitely keep an eye out for them i think they are we're going to take a quick break when we come back we will have
0: woman warrior of the week results from last week this week's woman warrior of the week we'll also have tweets of the week go listen to double exports on blaze radio blaze radio keep it here Welcome back to Double X Sports on Blaze Radio, blazeradioonline.com. I'm Casey Demarest, alongside Lauren Hornberger. And we're going to do some Woman Warrior of the Week and Tweets of the Week. It's our end of the show segments. Woman Warrior of the Week. Just to start, we had a Twitter poll last week to decide our Woman
1: Warrior of the Summer. Lauren's very angry. I am. Um, but all the candidates were really good. They were. Honestly, we, any one of them could have won. And my, all of our candidates were Simone Biles, Kayla Katie Ledecky. Ducky. The U.S. women's basketball team. Lily
0: King. Lily King. Okay. Katie Ledecky won our Twitter poll.
1: She does deserve it. She does deserve it. They she all shattered it. shattered records. They all deserved it, but there can only be one. Katie Ledecky, our Woman Warrior of the Summer. Congrats,
0: Katie Ledecky. This week, we have a very special Woman Warrior of the Week.
1: We do. This one deserves a huge (laughs) drum roll, this woman warrior. Ready? Drum roll, please, for our Woman Warrior of the Week is
0: Cheryl Swoops. She's being inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, Really big honor. She was one of the players that have just completely been there since the beginning um, for the WNBA. She... She's one of the names you talk about when you talk about the formation of the WNBA. Um, She's a three-time Olympic gold medalist. She medaled in 96, 2000, and 2004. She's part of the WNBA All-Decade Team. Um, She'll be presented by former Comets head coach Van Chancellor um, and Basketball Hall of Famer Nancy Lieberman. So she's got two people introducing her. She was, she won four WNBA championships from 97 to 2000. She also set an NCAA championship record for points scored with 47. She won a championship in the NCAA with Texas Tech in 1993. She was a five-time All-WNBA First Team Selection, 98, 99, 2000, 2002, and 2005. She was a three-time Defensive Player of the Year and WNBA MVP three times. She's a six-time WNBA All-Star. She played 12 seasons, averaged 15 points, 4.9 rebounds, and 3.2 assists per game. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she's just, she's one of the best basketball players of all time. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, she's one of the best, one of the best WNBA players of all time.
1: She will be enshrined tonight, and she totally deserves it. This Uh is a huge moment for like her and just to solidify her career. I mean, she just she and the class that she's in, she deserves to be in with those with that class.
0: I always really like watching who gets inducted in the Basketball Hall of Fame each year from the WNBA, because last year we had Lisa Leslie go in. We did. That was a really good one. That was. Isn't it really bittersweet we talk about <laughs> inductions, because it's like they're definitely done playing now. Like, she's
1: definitely retired, but, like, still. Yeah. It kind of puts that cap onto their career, which is bittersweet for us, but huge, huge congrats to her on that huge amazing achievement that she has so that is why she is our woman warrior of the week we're gonna move on into some tweets we have a lot of tweets um going on so this is where we're gonna plug our social media follow us on twitter at double x sports
0: we're also on facebook at double x sports follow us on social media we're a lot of fun on social media we hit are. us with the follow button yo <laughs>
1: okay Casey said, follow us on Double X Sports. We're going to be tweeting all of these out. Um, There's some really good videos and photos, so I highly recommend checking that out as we go through them. It's hard to get
0: visual on radio. This is how we get visual on radio. (laughs) Our first... Tweet of the week comes from Sun Devil Volleyball. Uh, Last practice before the hashtag Road Warriors head to Long Beach, hashtag New Order. They're getting ready to head out to their invitational tournament this weekend. We talked about how they'll be playing Harvard and... I'm blanking on the other team. Pepperdine. That was the other team.
1: I knew it started with a P. There's there's so many... Anyway, next tweet of the week. Next tweet comes from... Olympics. This is one of my favorites. I'm just going to preface it by that. Um, All-around gymnastics champions 40 years apart. Hashtag TBT at Nadia Comnici 10 and at Simone Biles. This is Nadia Comnici and Simone Biles side-by-side video of them um, at the Olympics at the gymnastics all-around 40 years apart and it goes through each thing and you can see them on their vault, their beam, their floor, um, their bars. Each routine down to, like, side-by-side. It's kind of amazing. You can see how gymnastics has evolved in the last 40 years and also just how amazing each one is because they're two of the greatest gymnasts ever. Next tweet of the week comes from WNBA. This came earlier in the
0: week um, when the Sparks and the Fever played. It was the last time um, in... Tamika Catchings played the Sparks um, last regular season matchup of them and WNBA respect hashtag 24 forever and it's a photo of Candace Parker and Tamika Catchings hugging post game really it's really sweet it's really starting to wind down like Tamika Catchings
1: farewell tour is like in full swing now it is. it's sad we're, we're still going back to all these retirements but it's a big deal right now in the WNBA because we're seeing these legends Retire. It is a big deal. Next tweet of the week also comes from WNBA. A at Paul edition of WNBA Mixtape featuring none other than Cheryl Swoop's hashtag watch me work. This is basically a two minute long um, highlight, reel. highlight reel of Cheryl Swoop's career which you cannot fit into two minutes but they somehow tried to do it and it's kind of amazing because you're just watching through and it's like she is incredible. Like, if you've never seen her play or seen that many highlights of her, this is like, oh, she's just an amazing, you just see her power right there in two minutes.
0: Our next two of the week is also WNBA. Um, This is from last night. They said, Swin's college champion UConn teammate at S10 Bird, that's Sue Bird, on the mic at Swin Cash Night. Hashtag cash in out. (laughs) That was the hashtag they used, which is really clever. It is. (laughs) Cash in out. Like, you got to take advantage of that. Um, And it's just a video of Swin Cash sitting there laughing as Sue Bird took the stand. Sue Bird did the same thing she did to Lauren Jackson and just, like, went on. And I think it was really cool that they got Sue Bird to talk, even though they're on opposing teams. Yeah. Like, that was
1: a really nice... A lot of respect in that stadium last night. A lot of respect.
0: Well, you got a legend sitting there. Oh, Swin Cash. Yeah. Next week of the week...
1: This comes from HoopFeed.com, Maryland women's basketball to represent the United States at the World University Games next summer in Taiwan. This is actually a really cool um, thing that's happening. So every two years, there's the World University Games where there's different sports and it's um, teams comprised of people in college, college athletes, and every once in a while, the US sends full teams for basketball. So, not just pick college players from across the country, they send full teams. And this year, it will be the University of Maryland will be able to send their whole team to it um, in 2017. So, that's really, really cool. Doesn't really happen that often. Um, The other last time that a full women's team has gone has represented the u.s at the world university games was unc charlotte in 2007 and then the big 12 had a team in 2003
0: next tweet of the week comes from espnw serena's loss is angelique kerber's gain win or lose tonight kerber becomes the oldest first time world number one
1: Amazing. And she's currently um, in play. We're gonna give you another score update right here. Kerber is leading in the second set five to two. Remember she won that first set six to four against Carolyn Wozniacki. Next tweet of the week. This comes from Danny Rylan NWHL. Um first practices in the books. Hashtag history continues. Hashtag is it October yet? We're feeling the same
0: way here. It makes me really happy that the NWHL is actually around, because last spring, when we were wrapping up Double X on our second season, the NWHL was in that massive lawsuit, and we were like... Very concerned that it was not going to come back. Is the NWHL coming back? And they are back, which is so nice to see them back. It makes me so happy to have NWHL back. And I mean, we talked last week, they redid all their jerseys, they retired all the inaugural jerseys, contracts are being finalized, they're starting to get back to practice. Um, the Isabel Cup is done its Summer Tour. If you follow the NWHL on Snapchat, if you don't follow the NWHL on Snapchat, I highly encourage it because oh, yeah. they let the players take it over all summer with the Isabel Cup and like took it on adventures. like They take the Stanley Cup on adventures. They took it to in, like, lighthouses
1: in- and practices and like all of a this- stuff. Like, workouts, the it was lake, cool.
0: drinking champagne out of it. <laughs> like, yeah, the way to ring in the first Isabel Cup winnings. Yeah,
1: so we are excited for practice to have begun and NWHL to get started. We're going to have more NWHL as we get closer. Um, they start in the first or second week of October, so we're going to have more of that as we get closer there. But that's our tweets of the week. If you missed any of them, go on our Twitter at um, XX Sports. They're all there. We're going to give you a quick
0: score update in the WNBA. Uh, Atlanta Dreams, uh, L.A. Sparks in the first quarter. Um, Dream are leading the Sparks 18-12 to currently. Um, you got a good matchup of games coming up this weekend in WNBA. The Seattle Storm play the Washington Mystics tomorrow night. You also have the Sky and Fever. Um, Dallas Wings, San Antonio Stars, they're looking to break that 11-game losing streak. Uh, moving over to Sunday night, the Dream come to town to play the Mercury. And then you also have the L.A. Sparks and the Seattle Storm. Lots of good games happening this weekend. You can catch all those games on WNBA League Pass. Um, what else do we have coming up on next week's show,
1: Lauren? Who won the U.S. Open? We're going to find out. First, we're to find out if Kerber is going to beat Wozniacki in this uh, semifinal. And then it's going to be Pliskova versus whoever wins that. So who's going to be the... Baineng champ or the champ of the US Open. We will have that. Um, we also will take a look into the final week of WNBA regular season play, look ahead into the playoffs again,
0: give our predictions, gave mine. We actually gave our predictions tonight. We'll
1: give more complete predictions.
0: Bracket predictions. Yeah. Bracket show.
1: Ooh, we should do it. We're going to do a bracket. Oh, we did all those brackets
0: last fall. I remember them. The ESPN ones that were getting run. Wow. Uh, Last up, ASU updates. We'll be having those next week. We have soccer in the U of A tournament. Volleyball is going to Long Beach this weekend. And it's a lot of good stuff coming up
1: this week. Yeah. I think this is, I mean... I think this is going to be a really good week for women's sports. We have a lot of big things happening. I'm excited for the WNBA final week of the regular season. It's going to be exciting. To see who actually makes the playoffs.
0: Well, for Lauren Hornberger, I'm Casey Demaris. This has been Double X Sports. We'll be back here next week, same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good evening.